So we've been, uh, we've been meaning to do a little teaching just on, we have all this stuff on our website that's been on there for years. And I don't know the last time we did a CCF statement of faith going through uh, our common beliefs that we have here. Um, and so we had talked about needing to, as a leadership team, go through the statement of faith and then eventually go through the values that we have on there and teach on the values. So this is, um, this is some basic theology that almost all Christians believe. So we're just going to go through it kind of today. Um, talk a little bit about, introduce the idea of primary issues and secondary issues, because we do team up with churches all around town, and uh, some churches don't participate, and, uh, but most of them do. So we're just going to kind of talk about the things that, that we as Christians all over town, things that bring us together and things that we all believe. Um, maybe. There we go. So theology, some people put it on levels of importance. Um, theology, your belief system, what you believe about God. Um, some people consider things primary issues, and other people consider things secondary issues. It's kind of a nice way to look at things. Um, today we're going to be talking about primarily primary issues that most people agree with um, in Christendom. Um, and the primary issue, an example, is that Jesus is the Son of God. So that's something that nearly all churches believe whether it be Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Protestant, we can all come together around the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Um, and nearly all churches, for example, like the Bible is the Word of God. That's a basic belief. Um, those would be primary issues. An example of a secondary issue would be in baptism. Do you sprinkle a person or do you dunk a person? Is it immersion or is it sprinkle? That would be considered a secondary issue. So... Even though we may disagree, and a lot of our, us, the nice thing about a non-denominational is within this body, there are people that probably disagree on many secondary issues, but we are all still coming together focused on primary issues. But whether you believe that you need to sprinkle someone or dunk them in a tank or dunk them in uh, water in nature, there's different, different belief systems on all of that. Regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, we can come back to primary issues and find agreement. So that's kind of the issue. The, the issue. Uh, that's another secondary issue that a lot of people uh, we talk about is, is this building holy or are we holy? What is the holy place that Jesus has prepared? Is the holy place in us or is it in this building? And different people, again, different will tell you different answers on that. So that would be a secondary issue. If I believe that the church is holy ground, and Deb is like, no, the Bible clearly teaches that we're holy, we're the holy ground, we're the holy place, where the Holy Spirit dwells. We can still worship together and do things together. That's a secondary issue. We both go back to knowing that salvation is Jesus, what he did. Um, does that make sense with primary, secondary issues? And then there's like issues of conscience that people throw. It's like a third tier, but we won't get into that. And that's, that can be, that's just like, Okay, I respect that that's on your conscience. So, so for an example, uh, my grandma Millie wore a covering. We didn't, as a church, say that women need to wear coverings. But she does it as a matter of conscience because that's what she believed. And so I respect people's issues of conscience. So, so that's kind of like a third tier even 
we can all be at different places with different teaching as long as we're agreeing on the primary. And that's kind of what a statement of faith is. The statement of faith, if you would look at our statement of faith and look at Church of Christ's statement of faith and look at the Methodist Church statement of faith, they're going to be primary issues and they're going to be almost identical. So, so that's kind of the statement of faith. That's kind of like an intro to theological looks on things. Um, we'll start with what, and this is just, most of the stuff is just right off our website. Um, we believe that the Bible is God's word to the world, speaking to us with authority and without error. We believe God chose his faithful believers at the chosen times who wrote down the message chosen to be expressed for all of us. So simply put, the Bible has what we believe is the word of God, and it is supposed to be there, and that's what it is. And how it got there and the whole process, we believe, was spirit-ordained from the initial promptings to write to what we have as the finished product. Um, We also believe that God chose people 2,000, 3,000 years ago to get this done, which means the Bible does have a worldview that's very different than 2022 worldview. Um, And I believe that God made the correct decision because he knows what he's doing. So he chose to do it at those times with those people, and we respect that and believe that that is the word of God. Some verses that go with it. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. So, notice the God-breathed part there. That's bringing connotations of breath and Holy Spirit. The idea that the Holy Spirit has inspired Scripture. Um, Scripture is written by many different people. And one of the nice things about Scripture is when you read different books of the Bible, you can tell there's different authors. And it's um, a lot of people, when they think about biblical inspiration... They think God came down, he touched John's head or something, John went into a trance, wrote things down, and then woke up 22 chapters later, and that's where the Bible came from. But it's, it, it, it wasn't like that. That's, like, that's, that's some people's idea of how it was. You can see in the Bible that the author's personalities and different things come through. And it helps, it, for me anyway, it helps to know that's authentic. You know, it's not... It's not God robotizing someone to write down something, if that makes sense. And some people have that idea, so they kind of wonder why things kind of have a different flow or a different feel. Well, that's, we believe God picked the right people at the right time to do it. And people have different, uh, different voices. Um, we believe in the Trinity. We believe there is one God who lives forever in three persons. The Father, Yahweh, Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, the Word being Jesus. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. 
Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Colossians 1. He is the image of the invisible God, talking about Jesus, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So the idea that the Trinity was preexistent to everything else, the Trinity existed before any created thing, and they were together. Genesis 1 says, the Spirit of God, that is the Holy Spirit, was hovering over the waters. The other verses are telling us Jesus was there at creation. So the idea that all three elements of the Trinity were together, one person, at the beginning before any other created thing. So that would be a Trinity statement of faith. Um, Statement of faith on Yahweh the Father. We believe that Yahweh is the eternal creator of all things. There was no one before him. There is no spiritual being that can even come close to comparing. He is represented and assumes the role of a father. The reason I like that we put the father thing on here is because Yahweh, in all of his magnificent power and awesomeness that we can't even understand or describe, chooses to relate to his creation as a father. So I think that that's huge. Like the ramifications of that. If you look at other belief structures and higher gods and what they would say, they, they have gods that, that play with men or men are tools or men do this. They were slaves or created different creation stories. But the fact is, is that we serve the number one God. There is no one like him none that existed with him. And he chose to represent himself as a father. And that is a core belief of this church. Um, that's not to say God does judge. So, and the father thing can be a hang-up for people that have father issues. But in all of his thought and in all of everything he did, that's how he chooses to refer to himself. Um, And then again, we can look back at Genesis 1 and the creation where he's creating everything. Um, Psalm 92, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 95, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Exodus 15, 11, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Psalm 96.4, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be a feared above all gods. Numbers 33.4, and while the Egyptians were burying all of their firstborn, whom the Lord had struck down among them, on their gods also the Lord executed judgments. So just some verses here that talk about the supremacy of Yahweh overall. Um, so we believe in Yahweh the Father and all of the verses that reference that there. Uh, Getting to Jesus the Son. We believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ the Son, his virgin birth, his sinless life, his miracles, his death for us on the cross, his bodily resurrection, his ascension to the Father, and his personal physical return to rule the earth in power and love. We'll talk about verses that that give us reference for that. John 1.14 And the word, which we'd already talked in John 1 about the word that was preexistent there with God. And the word became flesh, the word is Jesus, and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father. Full of grace and truth, 
Let's stop here for a second. Glory as of the only son from the father. But I thought we were sons of God. What they're talking about there is a spiritual status, a spiritual being that is above us. So when they're talking about a God, they're saying son of the father, they're talking about a son that is God. Does that make sense? It's a unique thing. We are, God calls us his children. God calls us sons and daughters. But Jesus is God, of God, and is that unique son. John 3.16, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that, a lot of people, that trips people up because they see the only son of the father. Well, I thought we were sons and daughters. Well, it's, yeah, yes and yes. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. Talking about Jesus being from the beginning. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Talking about Jesus making God known. 1 Thessalonians 4. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. About the coming back of Jesus and us being resurrected with him. Jesus the Son, another belief statement on the website. We believe that all mankind is separated in sin and needs to turn from it and trust personally in the Savior, Jesus Christ. All need to be born anew by the Holy Spirit's power back into God's family. All right. This is the verse they had on there too. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world following the prince of the power of air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we had all lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespass, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him, And seated us with him in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in in them going through kind of the gospel story there. Um, John 3 goes into more of this. And Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And then jumping to 3.16. For this is how God loved the world, that he gave his only unique Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have, ever, or have everlasting life, eternal life. 
again, talking about Jesus is the way. Um, so we've kind of, we've set out the Father, the Son, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. And this is where um, that last line, we differ from some churches, but again, the last line, while we might think it's primary, others might think it's secondary. Um, we believe the Holy Spirit is present in making humanity aware of their sin and their need for Jesus. We believe that Holy Spirit lives in us as believers and brings joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control into our lives. We believe he works in and through us with his spiritual gifts. Um, the part where we believe he works in us and through us with his spiritual gifts, that's where you can get a whole spectrum of Christianity. Those that believe that the spiritual gifts are for today, those that believe that some of the spiritual gifts are from the, for today, some that believe that the spiritual gifts are for the today, every once in a while, and then those that believe that there are no spiritual gifts for today. And so there's a whole spectrum of Christianity on that. Um, so, but we can still all come together. Um, so let's talk about why we have this biblically on our thing. And all of these, like you could spend multiple sermons just on the Holy Spirit. You can send multiple sermons just on spiritual gifts. Again, this is just a statement of faith if people want to know what we basically believe. Oops. There we go. John sixteen seven. This is Jesus. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is to be judged. John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Um, and concerning spiritual gifts, uh, 1 Corinthians 12.4, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are empowered by one in the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. 
For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of the one spirit. Going through some of the spiritual gifts, talking about the Holy Spirit giving spiritual gifts to people. The reason that he emphasizes the one spirit in this over and over and over again is because obviously someone had uh, wrote to him concerning... um, they're coming out of their, their Greek mythology. So, for example, if they want wisdom, they may worship and praise Athena because they want Athena to grant them wisdom, that spiritual gift of, of wisdom. If they want um, a different gift of healing, they, they might go for Hermes, and they might be worshiping and asking Hermes. So the idea is that these different gods gave them different gifts based on who they were worshiping. And what Paul is saying is like, no, no, you've left all that behind. There is only one spirit that gives you these gifts. And so that's what he's saying here. He's saying, you can get these. These will be given to you, but it's one spirit. You're not going, you're not, you're not worshiping Diana in order to get safe childbirth anymore. When you leave her, when you leave that goddess and you come to me, it's one spirit, Holy Spirit, and he's giving you the gift. He's giving all of us the gift. And in that way, we are all one, which is why he goes into unity there at the end. So that's kind of Paul's context on this. So what he's saying is some of these spiritual gifts that, that you may have dabbled in before that were outside of God are going to be given to you in a genuine way through one spirit, Holy Spirit. Um, again, we can talk about spiritual gifts longer Um, But going through the statement of faith, we believe in the resurrection of every person to eternal life for the believer and eternal punishment for the unbeliever. Um, This might be secondary for some people as far as the punishment part. There's lots of different stuff out on that. Matthew 25, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we come see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in person and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. And then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? And he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into an eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Revelation 20, at the end, 
And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire in sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And then I saw a great white throne into him who was seated on it, and from his presence earth and sky fled away, and no place. I think it's dead. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one of them according to what they had done. And then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, which is this, this is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So that's where most of this is coming from. Also with resurrection life, Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Um, the, other, the last thing on our statement of faith on our website is our recognition of unity. Um, we believe in unity for all believers in our Lord Jesus Christ and seek community together. We want to become more like him in every way, who is the head of his body, the church. We are called to love him and one another and are enabled to do this only as his life flows in and through us. Um, different biblical verses here just talking about unity. 1 Corinthians 12.12, 12, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. It's like we just read this. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Matthew twenty two thirty six, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. 1 Corinthians 13.11 Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. 1 Corinthians 1.10 I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there will be no divisions among you, but that you will be perfectly united in mind and thought. In Acts 4.32, all the believers were in one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything they had. And so there's definitely an emphasis on unity given in the New Testament. Um, and I think it's important that we recognize our brothers and sisters that go to other churches and know that they are brothers and sisters and view ourselves as the church of Kalkaska and then part of a larger church of, you know, however regionally you want to make it, but that we, uh, we can all come together and participate in doing the work of God together. Um, 
So that is the CCF statement of belief that you will find online. And that's just kind of a go through. If you have any questions about any of these, uh, feel free to talk to any of the leadership team. And uh, we'll be looking at that. And eventually, I know we want to go through what we have on there as the fire values. And I think that we'll have some teaching on that in the future. Uh, values are more are more detailed as far as, like, these are things that kind of make our community tick. Whereas this is just saying, hey, this is where we're at biblically with other people. And uh, you can figure out if you think we're crazy or not. So... Um, that's where I'll end it. And so let's just pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word. Um, we thank you that we dive in and we get to learn. We dive in and we get to be taught by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for those that have gone before us and put their life into um, teaching the word and, and just going through your word and looking at everything that's there. And Lord, I just ask that um, as we continue to to serve you in Kalkaska, that we would be able to continue to serve you uh, arm in arm with other churches in the activities that we do together, um, that, that we could all be the body of Christ, fulfilling what Christ has asked us to do for our community. And, and Jesus, we just thank you right now for all the other churches in Kalkaska. We ask that you bless them. We ask that they would, um, they would also be growing with you. And Lord, that, that they would follow your mission that you've put into their hearts. And Lord, we just, just ask that you just bless them and be with them. And we pray for all our brothers and sisters that are not here today. And Lord, as they are part of us, we just pray for all of whatever is keeping them home with illnesses or, or whatever. Um, Lord, we just pray healing. We just pray, pray a blessing over our body. Jesus, we love you. We thank you again for your word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just continue to teach us. And Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen.